of death. Hey, Anastasia's here, and welcome to the Killer's Mystery. On January in 1995, at 1.20 p.m., Ronald Owen checked into a hotel in Kansas City, and this is where the story began. He was placed in room 1046. Witnesses say that he was around 20 to 30 years old, with brown hair and a scar above his ear. After a bellboy helped him with his luggage, he reported that he was confused because he only brought a comb, a toothbrush, and a toothpaste to his hotel. Then the maid Mary said that he would not let her lock the door on the way out because he was expecting a friend, which is pretty suspicious because he has just checked in. She also reported that he was sitting in a dark room with only one dim light on, on the side of the room. She thought it was kind of creepy. As she stated to the police, he was either worried or something afraid of. When she came back to the room with some new towels for him, he was laying on top of his bed, all dressed completely in the dark. But weirdly, he kept the door unlocked, so she was unsure what was going on. There was also a note that she found from him that said, Dawn, I will be back in 15 minutes. Wait. The next day, the door was locked, so she assumed that Owen locked it when he was leaving. But when she got in, he was still sitting inside on top of his bed like he was a couple of hours before that. She was really sketched out because he was all in the dark, just sitting and staring. It was also kind of weird, as it seemed like Someone was locking him inside that room. The next morning, the hotel operator noticed that his phone was unplugged for a very long time. So they had to send a bellboy up to the room to check it out. The door was locked. A few hours later, another bellboy used a key to let himself in. When he got in, he saw a man laying on top of the bed. He also saw stains on the bed, but he didn't think much of it, so he fixed the phone and left. A few hours later, the phone got unplugged again, so the hotel sent another bellboy back to the room as they were worried. He opened the door and he noticed a man sitting on his knees holding his head. He noticed that there was blood on it. He turned the light on and saw blood all over the walls, bed, and bed bathroom. Owen was discovered with a lot of injuries and tied around his neck, waist, wrist, and ankles. Police say that it looked like he was tortured as there was blood all over the ceiling and the walls. He was hit a few times in the head and stabbed as the doctors say. When the police arrived to the scene, he was still alive. 
so they decided to question him. They asked him who was in the room with him. He said nobody. He claims that he fell against the bathtub, but the police found it very suspicious as how did the blood get on the walls and the ceiling of his bedroom if he fell in the bathtub? Or how did he get tied up? So the question is, who was he covering? According to the doctor, the injuries on his body were from six to seven hours before he was actually discovered. The police found no weapon or his belongings, therefore suicide was ruled out. And there was four fingerprints on the phone. Later, the police discovered that they were possibly woman's fingerprints. The next day, on January 5th, he died in the hospital. Police began to do a very deep research. They found that when he was checking in, he mentioned that he was from Los Angeles. That's when the police decided to contact Los Angeles police. They were unable to find any Ronald Owen registered in LA. So what was his real name or where was he really from? This is when the police contacted the journalist and the news and put his death out on the news hoping that someone would come out, someone who knows something or someone who's related to him to even find out his real name or who this man really is. But no one came out. So that's when the police decided to announce his funeral. They announced the date and the time and the place that it was gonna be. When the funeral was announced, the funeral home got an anonymous call saying that that will pay for the funeral, which was very weird because If no one knew him, why would they pay for the funeral? That means someone knows what happened or someone is related to them. But if they're related to them, why wouldn't they just come out and say, yes, that's my son. Yes, that's my brother or someone they know. But why would a murder pay for his victim's funeral? One of the suspects was Don. The guy Owen left his note for, but that never led anywhere. So after the funeral was arranged and paid for by the anonymous caller, there was a note left on the grave that said, Love, Lewis. So who is she? The police was unable to figure out who she was. But a year and a half later, A woman named Ruby identified Owen as her son. She claims that his actual name is Artemis Agliti, and he was only 17 years old. She claimed that she has received letters from him, but it was after his murder. And the weird thing is that each letter was typed out. But the very suspicious part is he didn't actually know how to type. The police were unable 
to find any other suspects or any other information. Therefore, this case has still not been solved. There's a few theories, but none of them actually come to a conclusion. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. I hope to see you guys back next week.